Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy. It's simple. It's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy. If you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up. And uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. for us by our parents and society and school and everything so you know and most of the weird phenomena that we see we tend to rationalize away or we won't even it won't even register i don't know if you've ever watched westworld but mm-hmm. in westworld um these Everybody ai are looking at to. these pictures right and one person's like oh my like it starts messing up because it's seeing his picture of a place that's not in westworld and he shows it to his daughter the ai that's his daughter he's like look at this you know and, and she's like I see nothing. It's because it wasn't even on her chart. She couldn't open that up. Mm. But um, 
and a lot of people, psychedelics do open up their cosmography chart and they need that to be able to see the unreality and the bizarreness that happens, the magic that happens in this world. Okay, we'll see if this one does it. This, th- for, for, for the listening audience, this is my at least sixth time trying to record the intro to the, this episode. And this is one of the things that happened during the recording of this episode. I, I, I can't explain this stuff. Uh, we had weird internet connections. All of a sudden, uh, my software doesn't want to work right. It's dropping out. It's doing weird things. Uh, I saw a shadow entity that ran down my hallway, even though my door was closed during this recording. It was fucking bizarre. If you want the whole episode, go to my uh, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. $3 gets you the full episode of this. But if you bump up to $5, you'll get the full episode of this and talk at the tavern. And if you've noticed as the Patreons, I do the early release of cunt and you get the early release, it's usually a day before, of the full ep- weekly episode, and the full episode of Talk at the Tavern is usually uh, a day early. I know this past Talk at the Tavern, you got the Patreon and the free version all at the same time. I do apologize about that. Got busy. Um, but this episode, wow. It, it, amazing. So let's hope this intro uh, actually recorded and took and I'm sitting here watching. I don't think it did, but if it did, enjoy the episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by Abby. Uh, found her through um, Instagram and good friend of mine, Nico from Upstate Unconventional, and uh, heard her on one of his interviews. And today, we're going to get into a little talk about maybe some dreams and some uh, self-help and Reiki and and anything else Abby wants to to talk. So, welcome to the welcome to the show, Abby. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Ghost. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, we were talking a little bit before uh, we we started recording, and uh, I think we're going to have a, a pretty fun conversation. Uh, like your energy, and and you know, easy to talk to. Some some people can't aren't aren't that easy to talk to, and you have to pull a conversation out. And then you know, well, I don't think that's going to be a problem today. So you make me feel really comfortable. So I think that helps. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. And that that that's something that. I don't know. I was always told, like my wife was always told me, you know, oh, you're so easy to talk to. And I never felt like I, I was, but I, I, I keep hearing that. And it, it makes me feel good because when I first started doing that, I was, I'd get so nervous. Like my hands would even, my palms would get sweaty. And I never understood like when Eminem would say my in that song, you know, my palms mm-hmm. are sweaty. And I was like, what the hell's that? And then I start doing this. And I'm like, Whoa, holy shit. You know, I, I guess I am nervous, you know, but you know, your nerves calm down after a while and you, you kind of get used to it. But do you have any social medias you want to p- plug? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at abstract underscore dreamer. And I misspell abstract because my name is Abby. I, it's A-B-B-S-T-R-A-C-T. So abstract with two B's. Nice. I suggest you go check out her page. Um, I follow it and I, I like the information that you put out there and and what have you. I know you took a break for a little bit, but you're back at it. And uh, where do you want to start? Ooh, um, 
I don't know. Have you had any interesting dreams lately? I have interesting dreams a lot. Oh, you're a dreamer. Awesome. <laughs> yes. In fact, uh, it kind of wears off on my wife too. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she actually had a dream. Um, not last night, the night before last. So it would have been Thursday, Thursday night. Um, we've been having some issues at my job with, uh, um, an employee there uh, in a higher position or what have you. And she had a dream that, uh, this individual, uh, had lost, lost their job and, and what have you. And she's like, now it's affecting me. I was like, I hey, you can't let, you know, my problems affect you, but, oh man, I, I it's, it's hard to, to t- say, you know, I'll, I'll remember my dreams when I wake up and then throughout the day, I'll forget some, and then I'll do something and be like, oh yeah, that was in my dream. And, and, and this and that, and I don't know, it's weird. I, I, I to me, I love dreaming. That, that's my favorite part of going to sleep. Me too. <laughs> well, and then lately I feel like I've been waking up early um, because I do bodybuilding too. So I've been having to get up and um, do fasted cardio before I go to work. And I'm not a morning person. So I like to sleep in and dream. So it's affecting my dreams a little bit. But the other thing I notice on the weekends is my pets. <laughs> it's mm. like they don't want to let me sleep. Nope. They're still on their regular schedule and want to go out and go to the bathroom and eat. And it's like, ugh. Please let me sleep. You know, streaming I consider a hobby. You know, it's it's our second life. We spend a third of our life there. So it's like going to going to when you go to bed, you get to go to your own little movie every night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go on. It's so weird that you said that because um, one of the philosophies that you know has really um, changed my paradigms, and you've probably heard me talk about, is reality transurfing. But Mm -hmm. he calls the dream space a film archive. So that's where the idea of film came from, because every past, present and future of everyone in the whole world belongs and and everything in the world belongs in the dream space. So it's kind of like the Akashic record. But he said it's more their motion pictures. That's why sometimes you're somebody else and you're experiencing what they either did experience or will experience or or could have and never did. But um, so it's pretty, pretty interesting that you called it like a movie. Are you familiar with uh, Mr. X Dreams? Uh, he has a YouTube channel. Um, he does a lot of dreaming. Uh, he'll tell dreams and, and um, pe- people write in and then he'll narrate them or he'll tell his own stories. I had him on my show and we kind of got into a really good good topic. And, and one of the things that got brought up was what if when we're awake, this is actually our sleep state. And when we go to sleep, that's actually real life for us. And it, you know, it's just one of those bizarre things that you can throw around and, and, you know, think about, but you know, and people say, well, that's kind of like the matrix. I get it, but um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I don't know if you're familiar with the channeled work by Seth, you know, Jane Roberts, she chan- in the sixties channeled mm-hmm. this entity called Seth. And um, Seth says that, when we're in the dream state, that's where we do a ton of our work. You're not even always aware of it, but it's actually, you know, it's a real place. You're actually doing real jobs. You're affecting other people's lives and their storylines. You know, when we, in this life, like in our day-to-day life, we run across people that we never see again, but they affected us. You know, they're an NPC for lack of a better term. Um, Those NPCs are could potentially be somebody sleeping somewhere else and they're there to just come in and affect that one little portion of your life. So you made this decision instead of another one. So, yeah, I do too. I think it's pretty, pretty neat. And 
the more you experiment with dreaming, the more you, the lines kind of blur. Yeah. <laughs> you start, things don't really necessarily seem like they're just weird and random in dreams. You start seeing it in reality. And there's a lot of times, you know, before when I lucid dream, I would always do reality checks. Am I awake or am I dreaming? But I feel like such bizarre things happen in reality now that is sometimes hard to tell, you know, mm. whether I try to stick my finger through my hand or, or whatever, it's not always, it doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. And my discussion with him, I, I had always heard people talk about lucid dreaming and I never thought that I did, but I guess a form of lucid dreaming is being able to realize that you're in a dream and then control the situation. And I was telling him, I used to, and it, it still happens. It's not as frequent as it used to be when I was younger, but I would have dreams that I was either underwater or in space. And I, I, I would know that I'm underwater and I'd be like, okay, I can't, you know, you're holding your breath. And then some, something in my dream, I would t tell myself, look, you can control this reality. Just breathe. You'll be fine. And I would be able to breathe and I, I would travel, you know, through space or whatever, or the water and, and what have you. And he's like, that's part of lucid dreaming. I was like, Oh shit. Well, I have experienced that then many times yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, lucid just means clear. So you're clear. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you realize, Oh, wait a second. This is a dream. And in some lucid dreams, you're all about wanting to change and, and, you know, change the scenario, change the setting or, you know, make things happen. And other times you're just kind of, I'm awake and I'm aware that I'm dreaming, but you're still kind of going along with the plot. But yeah. Um, there's, and there's different levels of lucidity. There's so many dreams I have where I kind of have an idea that I'm dreaming, but I have zero control or anything. So how does that tie in? Um, and I, I don't do them, but there's a lot of people out there that, that do, uh, like mushrooms or ayahuasca. And then, you know, does that relate to anything you, that you would be into with the dream dream state or um okay so i have a lot of experience with psychedelics in my past mm -hmm. um and i don't know if they you know really tied into dreaming for me at that point but my most recent experience which was not very long ago um actually i didn't really enjoy it i realized i'm not really a fan of mushrooms i'll tell you that but as I slept that night, my dreams were really bizarre. They told me to do DMT. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, maybe I need to try that instead. Cause it's like a short little tiny dose there. Yeah. It's supposed to be a short dose. It only lasts what, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But it can seem like a lifetime. Uh, I've heard, you know, stories of people doing it and they come back and they're, they're just, they're shattered because they lived a complete, lifetime and they had an, another family kids you know remember going to the beach and vacations and this and that and they come back and they're like none of that's real and it, it crushes them so wow well see and what's weird is that so with lucid dreaming um i i've controlled and and kept the lucid dream steady for so long at one point that the the dream tries to put you back to sleep it's like a computer program so then it, when you start doing these experiments you're like who's running the computer though because this is really bizarre it's like it realizes that you've woken up and all of a sudden wait a second she's awake what do we do now you know like everybody freezes and pauses and they're waiting 
to get the next cue. And it's like, they don't know what film role to play. It's like you, you're a character who came alive on the film role and mm -hmm. they realize it, the dream realizes it. So it keeps trying to put you back to sleep. And kind of like the um, Truman show. Yeah. Um, it, it's all matrixy. Yeah. And I, so I, um, this particular dream, it just went on and on and on. I tried meditating. Um, I, switched the dream. I wanted to talk to a ascended an ascended master and that doesn't work anymore. It's kind of like, they're like, Hey, you don't need to talk to anyone. You got what you need. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, some people are like, Oh, try meditation. I lose a dream. That totally didn't work for me. I, I couldn't even sit like that with my eyes closed. Um, but then I just sort of got bored and I switched the scene and all of a sudden I was like, wait a second, I'm awake. I had a false awakening. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't remember waking up, but I'm definitely awake. So I, at this point, I think I'm not dreaming anymore. So I'm no longer lucid in a way. I'm aware that I could be dreaming, but I'm pretty convinced I'm awake. And I look around and I'm in this house and I'm like, yeah, I'm home. I'm home. Uh, there's all my kids. They were all sleeping on the floor on the carpet. And I was like, which seems weird now, you know, and I was like, yeah, I'm awake. There's all my kids. Here's my house. Anyway, I wake up. It was not my house. And those were not my kids. I was convinced I was awake though, because that was my house and my children. That's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, it had me convinced that that was my life and it wasn't at all. And that, that almost kind of plays in with like, people like abduction stories in a sense too. You know what I mean? People get abducted. They think they're in one place and you know, like I'm awake, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. this and that. And then all of a sudden they do actually awake and they find themselves on a, on a, a strange craft and these beings around them. And then boom, then they're awake, awake again. And they're back in their bed or wherever they were, you know, maybe not their bed or, you know, whatever. And you had mentioned something about uh, ascended masters. How does one that would be new to experiencing some of this stuff be able to get into contact with these ascended masters? If you can wake yourself up in a dream, so mm -hmm. just realize that you're dreaming. And I, I suggest if you're going to try that, I mean, try, you should try every night, but before you go to bed every night, if you've never lucid dreamt before, if you want to try to do it more because you've only done it a couple of times in your life, right before you go to bed, set the intention that I'm going to wake up in a dream. And one of the best things you can do is also set the intention to look for your hands. Mm. And this comes from Carlos Castaneda, but also Robert Wagner suggests the same thing. He wrote the book lucid dreaming, but, but before him, Carlos Castaneda taught the art of dreaming. And so if you set the intention to look for your hands and right before your bed, you go to bed, kind of just stare at your hands for a little bit and say, I'm going to find my hands in a dream. And the reason why you do your hands is because they're attached to your body. They're going to be with you in almost every single dream. Mm. So it might be on a steering wheel. You might be reaching for a door handle, but you're going to see your hands at some point. So when you see your hands, you're going to automatically, you're going to go, wait a second, I'm dreaming. So once you get there and you realize that you're dreaming the first couple of times you, you, tend to wake yourself up because you're so excited because you you get you don't really stable you can't stabilize it because you're too excited but it's mm -hmm. it might be short-lived but that's progress and that's really good if you can get there then you can do it again um so it, when you do it again 
my whole thing is I like to have a running list of experiments I want to try when I'm in a lucid state. So the first one is finding my hands and being able to stabilize the dream. And that means being able to look at objects and make sure that the objects don't change. Because if I'm looking at an object, you know, in a dream, all at one point it's a banana and the next point it turns into a duck, you know, um, stabilizing a dream means I've got to look at it until it's getting ready to change. And then I kind of look back at my hands because my hands are going to keep me anchored. And then I can look back at it again, but you should be able to, you got to try to do it with like four different objects. Okay. So there's the lamp. Look at my hands. There's the book. Look at my hands. You know, it's, um, it helps you to stabilize. And then once you're able to do that, you can, you can experiment with anything. Um, so one of the first things I did was like, I want to talk to an ascended master. I want to talk to an ascended master. It's like the dream paused. And then all of a sudden I was taken up into those like triangular or rectangle pyramid shape staircase. Gotcha. And it had like uh it was gold, a gold rug down the staircase with purple on the outside. And at the top sat a guy who was sitting in, in gold robes and it was, it looked like a Buddhist monk kind of. Okay. I have no idea what he told me though. He told me something and it was, I swear it was just one word. I sat straight up in bed and I said, Oh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to totally remember that. But it was one o'clock in the morning and I didn't write it down. I was like, yeah, I'm going to remember that. I woke up and completely lost it. I remember the experiment or experience. I don't remember what he told me though, but I'm sure I know on some level. Mm -hmm. Like I think eventually you'll be doing something and it'll, it'll be one of those things that just bam, that was what yeah. I was told. And it's funny the way you describe that. And you'd mentioned DMT. Um, I had a guy on Rob talking about his DMT experiences and he does sessions with people. And he, he, what you're describing is almost exactly like the beings that, that he describes when he's in a DMT um, trance or state and seeing these, these beings, you know, sometimes they're, they might come to you as like a ball of, of lighter energy and then form into something. And he, he had told a, a story that he had some back pain, nothing that he needed to go to the hospital for, but in there, he asked them for help, you know, with it. And when he came to that area was warm and tingly and completely healed. And, you know, and he would work up to asking questions to the point where one time, you know, kind of like you were saying earlier, you know, you don't need an ascended master when you already know it. They're like, you don't need that. You don't need to ask us. You already know the answer. So I feel like that's maybe what he said to me, because okay. the next time I asked to talk to an ascended master, it was like, no, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But dreams to me are so fascinating that, you know, when you're, when you're a little kid, you, you get scared sometimes to go to sleep because everyone has a bad dream. Even mm -hmm. as an adult, you, you wake up and you're just like, Oh fuck, you know, you're, you're sweating. You know, I I've, you know, experienced waking up and my wife was crying and I'm like, what the heck? And she was fully asleep, but she was crying in her, in her dream. You know what I mean? And, and, and stuff like that, that you can experience these almost lifelike. I mean, in some senses they are, you know, it, real experiences because your brain is going through that, uh, trauma or excitement in, in the dreams all at once. 
and you know, it's your soul. So this is the raw you, this is your, your heart. Cause mm-hmm. you know, especially in the West we're we're so intellectually driven we're driven by our brain and we don't have a lot of the heart brain balance. Right. It's not even really, um, it's not really valued, you know, but by people like us, yes, it is. But I'm, I mean, at school, do we value heart and mind balance? Do we even really talk about heart? No. You know, and, and I think that, you know, it's starting to catch up because I'm um, public school teacher. I was, and, you know, we're starting to do a little bit of the emotional, you know, teaching about emotions and stuff, but it's, it's something that, you know, for a lot of us, especially, you know, my generation, you know, we were a lot, very masculine women, you know, we were in, grounded in our masculine energy to be like feminine was a bad thing. And, and emotions were feminine and really they're not, I mean, they're Mm-mm. human emotions are human. Yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to feel them. So it's funny um, to say, uh, say the heart and mind balance because within the last probably two, three years, I, I really went on a, a, a personal journey of trying to, without even knowing I was doing it at first, but to, to balance both of those and try to work on myself and not be such an asshole. Cause I, when my wife and I first started dating, you know, she knew people that I went to school with and what have you. And they're like, wow, you're, you're dating him. He was a fucking asshole in school. <laughs> like he, I, he was a dick. And she's like, but he's not that way. And, you know, and that was just my defense mechanism to, just to keep people away. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that I'm guarded. Don't get near me. I don't, you know, don't want to get hurt or whatever. But in the last couple of years, I've been really working on it. And I find like great uh, fulfillment now. Like when, like yesterday I was on a job site and the homeowner, um, I was delivering shingles for the roofing crew and she came out and she's like, you know, um, I'm going to feed them lunch. Would you care to stay? And I was like, well, yeah, thank you. You know, cause that doesn't happen that often. And she was a 77 year old lady. We sat down for a half hour and had a great conversation. Never met this lady before in my life, you know, great conversation. And I walked away with uh, a feeling of like, there was a reason why that happened. I may not know what it was at that moment or even right now as we speak, um, but there was a reason why there was a connection there, you know, made, you know, I, is it something down the road that I will pick up on, on maybe something very small that she said that I, I don't remember right now. And, and it's just a good feeling because it's like the old me would have just been like, no, no, I'm good. I'll get something, you know, down the road. And I was like, you know, trying to, and I still have to work on it, like take myself out of that comfort zone to say, yeah, I, I guess I will do that. You know what I mean? Or you know, I, I used to not be able to go to into a store by myself. I'd have to take one of my kids or, you know, my wife, someone had to go with me. Now I don't give a shit. You know, I walk in, I'll look at people, I'll make eye contact, I'll smile. The old me never used to do that. And, and I love the feeling I get now, you know what I mean? Not pushing people away and just letting people come closer. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's the whole firefly effect. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think we go from, um, the author of reality transurfing who wrote this book called Tufty the Priestess and he says that most of us are just snails <laughs> you know we're stuck in our little shell and we like 
put put our horns out and stuff. You know, we're asleep and we're like completely absorbed in ourselves, and we're not paying attention to everything happening around us. We can't. We can either pay attention to everything around us or just what's in our head. Mm-hmm. There's two screens, he says. You know, there's there's your thoughts, and then there's everything happening outside of you, and you're always focused on one or the other. And um, finding this center place, and he calls it. I think he calls it the center point. It's being able to observe your thoughts and everything happening around you at the same time. It's like all of a sudden your eyes open so much wider and it's weird because you can suddenly hear all the noises in your house and people talking and maybe even the TV and understand them all at once while you're controlling your thoughts. And um, when you're able to do that, like he, he says, go for a live stroll and try to maintain that point that, it's an exercise. You have to keep at it because you keep falling back to sleep, just like in a dream. So mm-hmm. um, you'll, you'll get absorbed in one or the other, but try, try to go for a walk out in a public place where you don't really know people like a park and try to keep that, that um, center point where I see myself and I see reality. So I see my thoughts and everything happening around me all at the same time. And he he calls it a live stroll. So it's like you're a character who came alive on a, on a film film role and while you do that it's really weird how people start acting you go from being a snail to a firefly and they're all attracted to you it's you see some really weird stuff i did it through walmart and and i live in a small <laughs> town but i don't know everyone at walmart there's there's no way i don't mean to laugh but that's like the one of the probably worst places to to tr- to try it because <laughs> you think people of Walmart, you know, come come yeah. to mind. Oh, you're, yeah. like, you're gonna see some really interesting people at Walmart, especially depending on what time you go. And you're like, yeah. And like I said, I don't mean to laugh, but it was just funny. You're like, I it did is it funny. At Walmart. Try it. <laughs> I I suggest you try it. It's really bizarre. Okay, so I I was able to do it the whole time through Walmart until I got to the checkout. Then I was kind of absorbed in my thoughts, and um, I was walking around and I just had people like turning their heads and smiling and like giving me like remind me of black hole sun almost the mm. video mm-hmm. is like people are just these really weird smiles and following me you know and tracking me and and be like whole families and i'm like and i knew i didn't have anything weird you know i didn't look like a person at walmart at the moment i was okay right. so <laughs> they weren't mocking me it's just that they sense that you're almost like an etheric being when you do this um it's like you've raised your vibration so high because you're aware of more than what's just happening with you at the moment and they can sense it. So it's like you go from being a snail to a firefly. So when you said that, it just kind of reminded me that, you know, um, when I think when you get into alignment with your heart a little bit more, you become more of a firefly too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I probably misspoke. That probably is one of the best places to, 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 to do it, to be honest with you, because just the diversity of, of people and energies, because usually when you go into a Walmart, it, the energy level in there is low to begin. With. I know I avoided it during COVID and everything. I couldn't go into Walmart. It was the worst vibe. It actually just, it made me sick every time I walked out of there. Mm-hmm. I, I can see it. My wife and I don't go to Walmart much, but I can sit there and watch her mood change from the time we walk in to the time we leave it, and half the time, by the time we're ready to leave, she's ready to, to kill somebody. She's just yeah. that angry. And it's like, I'm like, babe, you got to work on this. And and the one time I saw her getting, you know, kind of 
like edgy or whatever. And I just reached in my, my pocket because I carry a black tourmaline crystal with me. And I said, here, I put it in her hand. I said, just carry that around the rest of the way. I'll be fine, you know, and just kind of let my energy, you know, flow with flow with hers. And then if it's placebo, great, it works. To me, I, I don't leave the house without it. Um, but I, I saw it work with her. And she was like, you know, thank you. She's like, I did feel a little different, you know, and you were saying something about hearing all the voices around you. Before I found out I was an empath, I used to chalk that up to anxiety. I would walk in and I would feel all these emotions and, and energies coming at me. And, and like I said, I thought it was anxiety. And sometimes I'd get to the point, I even said this with Tanico, that I would hear all these conversations going around me all at once, you know, just. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Like, like you would hear in a movie and I would get so overwhelmed. My, my wife would look at me and be like, just go to the car or something because you have a look on your face like you're ready to just kill somebody. And I'm like, I, I don't. I'm just overwhelmed. And having uh joined telegram back in the day and, and found a, uh, it wasn't even a group for empaths or whatever it was just a, a you know patriotic group or whatever and we all became friends and slowly we all started talking and they're like i think you're an empath and i was like well i have no empathy for people how can i be an empath you know what i mean <laughs> and so i started looking into it a little bit more and more and, and it's one of those things that i think everybody has the potential to be an empath if they just focus in on it. And, and it, and it goes back to probably aligning your, your heart with your mind and, and getting to know yourself. I mean, you still have to do a lot of shadow work, you know, and, and come to terms with who you are as well. And I think that also gets a little bit misconstrued with spiritual spirituality these days, because that's getting kind of hijacked with, you know, Oh, I'm spiritual because I'm into conspiracies or this and that. And it's like, there's so much more to it. And when I hear people, you know, kind of talk about it and they're going down this one path and it's just like, no, you're just taking that old, old new age hippie woo stuff and, and trying to make yourself sound like you're on a spiritual enlightenment path without even trying to enlighten yourself on whether it's knowledge or self-care or, or anything. Um, shoot you just said there was something i wanted to hit on that you oh being an empath okay i i'm an empath too and i never really realized it but you know when i'm in a big group there's times when i flourish and i like it usually when alcohol is involved Mm -hmm. but um like for the most part i try to avoid big 
social situations. And it's really, um, I can read people so easy, but I recently read something and it really resonated on a deeper level with me. It said that empaths, um, usually we lived in pretty volatile situations when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. So we always had to be able to judge a room the second we walked in. And my mom, God rest her soul, she was um, she was very emotionally volatile. She was all about me not bottling my emotions, but she'd bottle and then explode. So mm-hmm. um, she taught me a lot of things, but at the same time, she she really had a lot of work. I, I wish I could be there to help her now. Cause I think that knowing what I know, um, we'd be able to get to the root of some of the, the issues there and heal them. But I was always, I didn't know which version of my mom would be there. And the same thing with my stepdad, you know, like, are they going to like me today? Is, um, me making a certain noise when I walk through the kitchen, going to set them off. And so I've always had to read a room so I can do it pretty easy. So when I read that, I was like, Oh, yeah, I could see that. Probably most of us had to. We were on edge quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to, you know, oh, Ghost was an asshole when 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 he was a young and yeah, I I my family it had was, to be, huh? Yeah. It that I had a shitty stepdad and my mom was kind of the same way. You didn't know if she was gonna explode or what. And you know, you saying that it's like, yeah, I did have to learn how to read real fucking quick. You know what I mean? And, and me being an asshole, maybe that was just me. Okay. I'm picking up on something. Probably didn't know it at the time. You know, I was young and my natural instinct was just to be an shut asshole, down. shut down and keep pushing yeah. away, go yep. get away from me. You know what I mean? And I only let like a, a select few people very close to me. And you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things, but I never, never really thought about it until you just said that, but yeah, yeah. It, I just read something about it like last week and I was it. So I'm glad it resonated with you too. Cause I was like, Oh wow. I feel like that's definitely a truth. You know, yeah. it's a gift, but and, you don't realize a it's sometimes. a gift. It's a curse. Yeah. It is. It's a curse until you realize, um, not necessarily where it came from, but that you don't have to take on anybody else's stuff. Right. So, and it's, you've got to learn how to not just, know that you have to practice it as well. <laughs> like that's your shit. <laughs> I have to, I have, I finally learned that with my husband <laughs> and he's great. You know, like he just wrote, he still likes me after all this time. So <laughs> I'm you doing something right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I finally realized, you know, when, when he's doing something that's like passive aggressive, I used to just kind of close off and, and kind of feel like I had to act a certain way and everything. And now I'm just like, that's you, buddy. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's all your feelings. That's not mine. And I'm going to go ahead and just do what I do <laughs> instead I've of started doing that. Um, probably within the last year with my wife, you know, I should, no offense to women, but you know, they, are more emotional and we are yes. than, than men. <laughs> and there's times where I'll start sensing something's not right with her. And I'll, I'll be like, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm, there's nothing wrong. Why do you keep asking me? There's something, you know, okay. You know, so I, I don't ask. And then eventually um, she'll get like a, a small argument. will start over something so stupid. You know, I don't even think we argue over real serious things anymore. <laughs> and I used to just clam up, shut down, not talk. And now, um, when, when that happens, I'll just look at her and be like, look, you're angry. 
I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking on that anger. I'm not, I'm not, you know, gonna, you know, try and fight with you. If you want to be mad, be mad. I'm going to be happy. I hear what you're saying, but until you get that negative energy out of you, Hey, you know, you do you boo. I, I don't want no part of it. Go yell at some, go yell outside or something. <laughs> yeah. Go, go yell at the wall. <laughs> That's good. I, I love, I love hearing that. That's awesome. That makes me happy because i it's just recent for me too. It's weird. It's like all of a sudden these things are shifting and, and they're good shifts. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, like when we were talking earlier, you just got to let certain things just roll off the skin. You know what I mean? You, you can't, you can't put that shirt on and, and, and continue to wear it because it, it will eventually, you know, start eating at you. It, it, you know, I know it did with me. I, I, I would just sit there and fester on it and fester on it and fester on it. And I was, you know, and not just my wife, but, you know, it could be situations at work or anything, anything, you know, all of a sudden now that situation's living rent free in your head while it, it's already passed through them, but you're still sitting there pissed off. It's like, no, I'm, I'm done with this shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to be that way, be that way. I'm going to do this and I'm going to see your energy coming now because before I would just take it all the energy in. Now I I've and make it to, personal almost, yes. huh? And now like I can learn problem. to poof, like I guess you could say using the fork, you know, and just shielding it up. Yep. yep. And now I can deflect it, you know, and, and I mentioned the, the, the crystals that I, I carry around. <laughs> Even if it is a placebo effect, it works for me, but I don't think it's a placebo effect. I, I think there is things with crystals that, you know, there are e things with crystals and has a thing. And it was you that I learned to start charging them in the sun. I'm glad that you, you took that to heart because actually the, um, I, and it's funny you said that about shielding up because I do this little five minute meditation and it's called the 12th dimensional shield. And it's, you know, you just imagine a Merkaba star in the center of your brain and you drop it down through your chakra system and you anchor into the earth star and then, um, you pull it back up. And while you do that, you just imagine like this pillar of white light around you and, and seemed really silly at first, except that it helped this when I started doing it, that's when I started realizing, oh, I'm feeling tense, but I'm not tense. It's you. And I don't have to be tense right now. You might be angry about something else. And that doesn't have to be personal. It's not necessarily about me. So right. I'm going to go ahead and let you be angry. And, and it's like once I started doing that and actually physically or mentally building the shield, I was able to see what's me and what's not me. Mm -hmm. But the same lady who created that meditation is the one who talked about charging your crystals in the sun because she said, you know, um, that's one of the great lies and reversals, you know, magic's always done stuff in the moonlight, but, and literally the moon, you know, some people, some cultures say that the moon didn't used to be here. Oh, glad you said that. Yes. And that it's an artificial thing. I don't know what, but, um, can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah, absolutely. This, this is something that I just came across and this is just a theory and I'm not saying the earth is yeah. flat. I'm not saying the earth is right. What it believe, whatever you want to believe, but there's this theory out there that the earth is flat, but it's flat because it broke in half. Okay. And one half was closer to the sun and it started flourishing better. And the other half um, wasn't getting that light. So the beings from that half traveled over to our half 
and erected a basically a reflection uh, device to reflect the sunlight over towards that half of that planet. And that is what the moon is. And I don't know what that's all I, I, I heard on it. And I was it, I, it just it was one of those things that just kind of let you your mind can just take that and, and run with it wherever it wants. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily fully believe in it, but I don't necessarily possible. anything. Yeah. And that's kind of where I am in my spiritual practice is that I think and I feel that the healthiest thing for almost all of us is start to question your beliefs mm-hmm. because we have all these things that we believe because, okay, this is where being a teacher really started to mess with me. I taught fourth grade, but I had to teach social studies, which I loved doing, you know, and teaching the explorers and um, how they discovered that the world was around. And one of my students, and I, I had heard flat earth theory before and I thought it was pretty compelling, you know, pretty convincing almost, but, you know, I was like, well, you know, it is what it is. So anyway, I had one of my students say, oh my gosh, they were such idiots. They really thought that the earth was flat. And I was like, I'd stopped them right there. I said, Hey, you all know that the earth is round because I'm telling you that it's round and that your parents told you that it was round, but not one of us has ever checked to make sure that it's right. Mm -mm. It's like, so this is all, you know, we, I, I have to teach about firsthand and secondhand knowledge. Right. And every history book is secondhand knowledge written by They've the never. Victor. Yeah. And including, you know, the whole exploration stuff mm-hmm. it's in the book. So we believe it. And yeah. it's so it's so, um, so somebody else has set our paradigm and, and put limits on us from the time we were born, you know, and that's just the way things work, you know, but what can you question and what can you unbelieve? Exactly. And I think with flat earth, because it can get so heated with people. so religious, huh? Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? But I will say people that believe in flat earth, they do probably the most studying to back their, their, their side up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I respect that. Um, but what I will say is the flat earth theory has done a lot to maybe without people knowing, bring attention to, Hey, maybe we were lied about who really fucking discovered America or, or the the explorers in general, you know what I mean? And have people actually start looking into it. Yeah. And then you look into like up in the Minnesotas and Wisconsin area where there's heavy, you know, Viking, um, ruins and, and, and what have you. And you start looking into that, that, you know, maybe Leif Erikson was, or even someone before that, maybe they actually were here way before Columbus. And maybe Columbus didn't even really ever make it over here. You know what I mean? You know, we were told he did, but where's the proof? You know what I mean? Well, the Erie Canal is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like all these locks and channels and this crazy engineering at a time when there was a very small population in this part of the world. Yeah. And no power tools. And then that goes into and they had to fill all those trees and stuff. You know, it's not like it was just clear land that they could. No. And then that ties into to world fairs. And yeah, oh. <laughs> it's so it's mind blowing. Once you start oh, doing it, like, oh, OK, well, here's what I know. I don't know shit. <laughs> no, I don't either. But, and, and I'm OK but, with that. Yeah. But I love having these these conversations and having people on that 
you know, I, I've had, you know, Flat Earth Dave on. I've had Moral Bob from the Hidden uh, in Plain Sight podcast on to talk about Flat Earth, which that one kind of ended. We had to do a re-recording because when I bumped everything over to my external hard drive, for whatever reason, that episode didn't didn't send over. So we did a re-recording. And it's funny because when, when we, we started out to do a, a Flat Earth, you know, uh, show, and we ended exactly almost the same way we did the first time without even knowing it. And I think the episode, well, I don't even know what, what anyway, but it, we ended up talking about raising chickens and it was just one of those things like we started with flat earth and then raising chickens. And I think something happened and we're froze. So bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, might be on my end. I'm not completely sure. Uh, are you there? I lost you. Yep. Um, apparently, Zoom. Let me let me pause this. So we're back, ladies and gentlemen, with a uh, unexpected uh, dilemma. Uh, Abby's internet just decided it wasn't going to work. So uh, there was a small pause there for a little bit. I, I, I was filling the air with, 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 you know, the dead air with, with comments. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, she hasn't moved in a minute. And I'm like, oh <laughs> shit. And I'm like, I think, okay. And I was waiting for it to boot me out. And all of a sudden, boom, you were gone. I was like, oh shit, this is weird. So I paused everything so we could, I don't even know what the last thing you probably even heard. The last thing I heard was that you had to re- um, redo that episode with your friend because it didn't um, it didn't upload to your hard drive, your external hard drive. So okay. that's the last thing I heard. All right, yeah, and uh, and when we recorded the second time, we, and what I was saying is we we ended that episode not even knowing it um, on the same topic as we did before, and that was about raising chickens. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it was just one of those you know funny things that that happened. I don't even know where I was going with that. But, you know, it, it is what it is, but, you know, Hey, you know, back to whatever we were talking about, you know, <laughs> don't get too close to the truth, I guess. I guess not because your internet will randomly stop working. Yeah. <laughs> and like, but like I said, usually it's me that gets the boot. You know, I, I do talk at the tavern and sometimes, you know, it, you know, I have it hooked through a, a cat six cable, but you know, there, there's been times where, you know, there's 15 people in there and all of a sudden I'm like, what's going on? And then boom. I mean, it's booted me out to the point where I couldn't, I had to go into an email that I sent to get the, the, to dial back in. And like, it, it was weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. So where were we? Explorers um, or something? Explorers, conspiracies, um, not believing what we're taught to believe. Yes. Now you're not a teacher anymore, correct? No, I actually you know, did a little bit of reality trend surfing. I didn't really realize I was unhappy in the classroom because I came to teaching late in life, but I, I really wasn't very happy doing it. I didn't know till after I left, but I got offered a job as a school IT. So a dis school district IT. So hmm. I do the technology end of things now. Well, that's good. I kind of used the COVID stuff because I was a new teacher and I was afraid of losing my job. If schools got closed down, they always let the new people go. Mm -hmm. So I did all my Google certifications and stuff and made myself indisposable. So. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause I was going to ask, you know, like 
coming from a, con- a conspiracy mindset and, and questioning things, you know, how did that relate with being a teacher and knowing, you know, what you're reading out of these textbooks or what you were saying before, you know, just passed down from, from the victors before and, you know, just told to us and we're, we're expected to believe it. Well, what I did, I wasn't so deep into everything as I am now, you know, um, pretty much disbelieving the whole narrative. And, and that includes science. I think science is definitely a lot of it is make-believe too. Mm-hmm. So what happened though, is that as I was gradually going through those things and I had heard other opinions and it was kind of around the time of the election as well. So I'm, you know, teaching election stuff, you know, using that as a way to hit my state standards for social studies. And I just had a lot of kids like my grandma said that Donald Trump, blah, 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 or, you know, um, Joe Biden's gonna. And I said, I finally just said, you know what? I don't care what your grandma said. I don't care what the TV said. You guys need to stop letting anyone think for you. That includes Mm me. I was like, I don't know everything. Your grandma doesn't know everything. Um, The television, whatever they're telling you is probably going to be absolutely wrong. I said, you need to look. I said, and you need to look at all the information, not just what you want to hear. You need to look at, you know, the whole picture. So I just said, just start questioning everything. So when they made fun of um, the explorers, I said, you know what? Flat earth theory or there's people now that believe flat earth theory, Mrs. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, there are people. And before you laugh, go watch some of those videos, go read some of it, see what they say, because it's not that I'm saying they're right, but I'm saying that they make a decent point. That's not as ridiculous as you think. So I just, I wanted to plant the idea that they can think for themselves. And I feel like as a teacher, if you're struggling because you have to teach things that you don't agree with, then your job should be to tell them, teach them to think. Mm-hmm. Don't teach them what to think, teach them to think. Yes. And, and that's that I close that with every episode is, you know, think for yourself. And it, it, it's funny you say that. And people, people forget that, you know, Thomas Jefferson, whatever you want to think about him, he did say one thing that always has resonated with me. And it was question everything, even the very existence of God. And you have to, you know, just because we're told something out of a textbook or, or, you know, you go to school and, you know, nowadays we know there's more indoctrination. And and I, I did an episode with, with Ryan from the dangerous world podcast that went on our Patreon feeds. Um, about indoctrination in schools versus, you know, the military. And I come, I came at it from, you know, being a vet and ex-military. And it was one of those things like the night before I was sitting there and I was, you know, just on YouTube or whatever, you know, could have been on my raging TikTok addiction that, you know, I have. Um, but uh, I started seeing some of these boot camp and, and, and different things and, I, and it clicked on me. I'm like, holy fuck, you know, you go through schooling and then you, go to university and it's, it's a slow process of, you know, getting them to think a certain way. And then you go into the military and it's done within like eight weeks, 16 weeks, you know, pick, pick your branch and it's boom, boom, boom fast. Well, yeah. Cause do, do you not see that we were put through MK ultra mind control during mm-hmm. boot camp? 
because yeah. I'm former Navy. So okay, yeah, nice. I've done the same thing. And now that I know a little bit about stuff, I'm like, oh, I was completely sleep deprived. I was lucky mm-hmm. if I had two hours some nights, I'm starved, walking and completely screamed at all the time. I'm an empath. So every time I hear yelling, I'm like seizing up and I'm marching like a drunk person because I'm falling asleep while I'm walking. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's completely, we were MK Ultra. Oh yeah. Yeah. And for people to think that MK Ultra stopped, uh, in the, in the, what was it? Fifty yeah. or six get you're, you're no offense, but you're dumb because it, it goes on it, what they learned. They just kept progressing and progressing and progressing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. It, and, and Ryan the next day, cause I had had a couple drinks when I was you know messaging him and he's like, so do you still feel the same way? I was like, uh, sober me. Yes. Drunk me. Yes. <laughs> completely. You know, it's, it's all, it's all MK audit in, in form of indoctrination. And you're right. You know, there's nights you go to sleep and then an hour later you're up. Uh, they're and it's not like they wake shit. you up nicely. It's no, get out of your racks. You know, oh, and fuck. I don't, yeah, I need people to be nice to me in the morning. Like yeah. if, if you're not going to say nice things, you better just not talk to me for an hour. <laughs> so right. I get some coffee at me. You know? it, you're in that state of fear and you're like, Oh shit, what's going on? You think there's a fire or something. And then, then next thing you know, it, you know, okay, go back to bed. And then an hour later, you know, after you've been up for two hours, you're getting back up again, maybe to go do, uh, you know, kitchen detail for, for, for breakfast. And you're there at two o'clock in the morning till, you know, eight, and then you're, you're going back, you're showering PT and then going through classes, whatever. And it's just like, looking back on it, it's just like, holy fuck, you know, it did they change me, I guess. So in a good exhausted. way. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, it's crazy. And that's why, you know, the people who are like, I, I never would have been able to handle that. I'd have been getting up in people's faces. And it's like, no, you would not. No. When you're there, you get it. Yeah. Because it's not that I don't like to stand up to people too, but there's just no way I wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I wanted Because to- all they had to do is set you back in training yeah. and you're stuck there forever. So your only way to get through it and to get out of it is to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last thing you wanted to do is be recycled. Yeah. That was like, you know, just seeing people do it over and over again. I saw one girl who um, at the beginning during medical processing days, didn't, it, it was against her cultural stuff. She did not want to have a pap smear and they made every girl do it. And she, so she was going to get medically discharged the day that we were graduating. I saw the medical discharge um, group of kids march by and mm-hmm. she was still there. So she just because she left the first week of training didn't mean she went home. Right. She was stuck there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It, I honestly, I didn't even know you were a vet. So thank you for your service as well. Well, thank you. What, what did you do in the Navy? I was a fire controlman. So oh, nice. fired the close and weapon system awesome. electronics. I was a weapons loader on the F 16. So. Oh, cool. So we're yeah. both uh, into the weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I picked a job that I could not do in, in the civilian life. No, yeah. you can't legally load bombs on a, a civilian, <laughs> civilian airliner. I never, um, it didn't translate over for me until recently. You know, that's kind of why I got the job that I, I got. Not only was I good with computers, but I also worked with circuitry. So mm-hmm. I was able to, I can pull stuff apart and fix it. So awesome. Uh, so where, where else do we want to go with this conversation? We kind of, you know, got disconnected with the internet, kind of, kind of put a, put a wrench in it for, for a second, but I I know getting getting back on track. Um, 
Uh, we, we did touch a little bit on crystals and what have you. Do you, do you carry crystals by any chance? Um, yeah, I have a pouch there in my purse right now. Cause I, um, I tend to not wear pockets lately. So, so, but they've got to be with me. You know? Um, and I keep some by my bedside, like a little okay. arginine, I think is what that's called. A big old chunk of sodalite. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, um, normally I have black tourmaline everywhere. I probably have it in my window actually, but yeah, it's kind of, I, I bought a whole bunch of it since I work in, in the field that I work in and, you know, I have in my office, I have big old humming network switches and stuff mm. like that. So I'm like, you know, yeah, I definitely need to protect myself from that EMF. Oh, and yeah. then, yeah, I so. got, uh, it, it's curcumin. Uh, I, I had Kelly on who I discovered uh, through Instagram or whatever, but I, I buy her product now. But the very first time I ordered, she sent me, I don't know if you can see that on the back. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a black tourmaline that you stick on the back of your phone, phone case. And I, I do carry, I have a little tiny one. I lost one of them. I used to have two. And then I my uh, my tourmaline, this is Shungite, actually, the little one. But I don't know. I like it. I, to me, they, they help. There's my little rose quartz that I carry around all the time. So that's awesome. Yeah. But yet, thanks to you and, and, you know, we touched on it earlier. Uh, I, I think I kind of do see a difference, you know, put, I'll, I'll come home. Usually I'll do it on, uh, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, all, weather permitting. Um, I'll just take them and set them on the railing, uh, out on my deck and just let them there for, you know, most of the day. You know, if I leave, I take them with me, but mm-hmm. it, it just, made more sense to to charge your crystals in sunlight versus moonlight yeah. you know what i mean well okay but yeah because it's, once you start thinking about it the moonlight is colder you know it's colder than the actual night if you sit in a moonbeam and you you measure the temperature it's going to be a degree or so colder than than a part of in the shadows so that's really bizarre that that to me says it's not a reflection of the sun i don't yeah. believe it's reflecting the sun um because if it was, I mean, when I reflect anything, you know, if I reflect sunlight, it's going to be hot and I can burn a hole, mm-hmm. period, you know, and it's not hotter and things tend to die in the moonlight. They rot in the moonlight. So that kind of, I think some of these traditions were reversals and they're probably thrown out there on purpose. As above, so below, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Part pardon the motorcycles. It's motorcycle season here. <laughs> I've got <laughs> so trains coming through. So. <laughs> well, luckily, I don't hear them. They, they're they can be louder than motorcycles sometimes. But yeah, it's it's, it's that season. You know what I mean? It's, it's well, where do I start? I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Shit 
wondering if anyone loves me I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I'll take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit what we read in the covenant It's cap, we were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. And that's word to my cat plug. I'm higher than giraffe puss. Look what the cat drug in. Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub. At midnight, I don't fill it up with the tap cup. Soaking in my cannabis suds. Anything for a buzz. Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug. Peel through a fat stash, burning the last nug. I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from. But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub. My brain fried, but honestly, I'm fine. I'd rather not have one. I'm batshit. I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap, you were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Enough of it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.